0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregson sits down for a conversation with a couple of teens from Heartlight. Heartlight is a residential counseling center started by Mark and his wife, Jan, that creates an arena of change for both teens and parents. Let's hear from a couple of Heartlight's teens today.
1: Paige, thanks for being a part of the program.
2: I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Hey,
1: tell me a little bit about yourself.
2: Okay, you know, I'm 14 years old. I'm from Boulder, Colorado, and I arrived at Heartlight about four months ago. Yeah. You know, um, okay, how did, how did you
1: get to Heartlight? How do you get to Heartlight?
2: Definitely, probably my family relationships, I guess, most of all. About a year and a half back, I had some struggles with a guy, yeah. and, you know, I sent some explicit pictures that I should not have sent, and mm. it just got me in a lot of legal trouble, him and I yeah. both, you know, and it was a long stretch of a process that. The outcome and the consequences were not good you know and so i ended up transferring schools and my relationship with my family just really went downhill because i you know i wasn't trying to figure out how things could get better between us because i blamed them for what happened between me and this guy for a really long time yeah which i definitely shouldn't have and there was yeah. stuff going on with my sister at the same time and i felt like they were favoring my sister more than they were favoring me you know or paying attention to me and so I really just shut my family out, and I just stopped talking wow, to them, wow. which I was, was not good at all. At 14. At well, you 14. were 13 at the time. Yes, I had just turned 13 when everything had gone down with the guy. So. Okay,
1: well, let, let me ask you this, and you don't have to describe everything, but some guy texts you and says, can you send me pictures of yourself? Is that how it started?
2: Yeah, pretty much. So, Okay, you know, do you
1: remember the first thought when you read that and you went should I do this?
2: I don't know if I remember the first thought, but I definitely can, I have an idea. You know, I was really shocked because that's that's never happened to me before. It yeah, was yeah. A, a foreign experience to me. And so my first reaction was no. Um, and I had been saying no for quite a while, but he was very persistent in trying to get me to say yes and send explicit pictures um, of myself to him. Yeah. And so he was trying to ruin my friendships if I didn't say yes, you know, and just spread rumors around the school, basically make my life miserable. Wow. Which was really hard for me because I I struggle with, you know, feeling accepted a lot and having affirmation. And so... When stuff like that goes on, I just don't, I don't really know how to respond. And I was panicked and I wasn't talking to anyone. I didn't tell my parents about it.
1: Wow. Was this guy quite a bit older or what?
2: No, he was uh, probably just a few months older than me. A few
1: months older. And so he's manipulating you. Yep. This is the kind of guys that dads love to get their hands on and just, well, never mind. (laughs) But you know what I mean? I mean, you kind of go, he's manipulating you. And I go... Oh, God, I hate people like that. It okay. was it was rough. Yeah, I can imagine. Okay, so pictures are sent, stuff starts happening, your parents find out. How did your dad respond to that?
2: My dad doesn't really show a lot of his emotions, yeah. you know, right away. Since I do struggle with affirmation, uh, like sequences and stuff, I was mostly just looking at the negative stuff that my dad was feeling. And so yeah, I wasn't yeah, yeah. really seeing if he was, you know, upset with the guy or, um, you know, if he like felt sorry for me or anything. I was just looking at the fact that like he was disappointed that I had followed right, through with it. Right. You know, later on and, you know, t- sitting here now, I now know that, you know, my dad was by my side during the entire thing. Sure was. You know, both sure all was. of my family was, but I was so blindsided, you know, and that, that was really hard for me because I feel like if I had opened myself up more to – you know, actually looking and realizing how much my family and was helping me through that situation, I probably wouldn't be in the position I am today. Wow. Probably because my depression hit me really hard after
1: that, which was not
2: good, you know, and I ended up, I did go to the hospital because, you know, of an attempt of suicide because of my depression was so severe, which was rough. I remember in the hospital, that's that's when it hit me how much my family was standing behind me Right. because I had just put my life on the line and I in that moment, you know, I woke up and my entire family was standing at the foot of the bed at the hospital. And that's when I knew that like things needed to get better and that I actually did have a support system and I did have people I could talk to. But I realized still after that happened, I didn't use my family to my benefit and I still shut them out even more, which was a big regret, definitely.
1: Okay. When you think about that, do you ever think about what caused you to respond to this guy like you did? I mean... or or when did you begin to realize what this guy was really asking of you?
2: After everything had gone down probably. Because if I would
1: look at you and say, hey, send me some explicit pictures of yourself, (laughs) you'd look at me right now and go, this guy is a moron. This guy (laughs) needs to be shot. This guy is so out of line. But there's some reason why you responded to him, you know, when you did, and you didn't jump to that conclusion. Mm
2: What do you think was
1: going on that was causing some of that?
2: I think, I think I was pretty scared. Yeah. You know, I, so the dude is, a, he's a very big dude, you know, plays yeah. football. And I didn't know he was going to hurt me or anything, but I just knew that if I had said no, I like, I felt like things were just going to get rough. And I, I, yeah, I didn't know that, um, per- Yeah. definitely, but I mean since I just wanted affirmation and I wanted someone to make me feel like beautiful, you know, and tell me, oh my gosh, like, wow, you're so hot and stuff like that. At 13. At 13. At 13. It's When really I was crazy. at 13, I
1: didn't even know how to tie my shoes. That's why I wear cowboy oh. boots all the time. I mean, but I, no, I just go, that's what amazes me. It's almost like it's not that texting and cell phones and all this stuff, is so wrong. It's just convenient. And it's added a new dimension or a new layer to relationships that most people didn't even think about yeah. or think would be happening.
2: I definitely rely on technology a lot when it comes to relationships with friends and yeah. family. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Okay. So, so did you get your cell phone back immediately? <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, I didn't. I didn't have my cell phone for a while. I've had a lot of restrictions and aftermath stuff go on with my cell phone, you know, because after that, had, everything had gone down with the guy, I was really depressed, but I was really trying to rebel against my parents. Like I said, yeah, because yeah. I did blame them for yeah. it, even though it was completely all me, all my actions, you know, I expected them to know what was going on, even yeah, though I didn't yeah, tell them. Yeah, And so I didn't have my cell phone for a while and... Uh when all this went down, summer was about to come up, you know, in about a month or two. Yeah. And so for most of the summer, I really didn't have my cell phone. I ended up going on a Spanish service trip to Peru wow. and I really didn't have any technology down there. You know, I had an iPod that didn't really work very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. And that was nice. I must admit, you know, it was, I was able to get my mind off of the technology and everything going on and all the drama that Goes yeah, on on a cell phone, happens, you know. Yeah. And I was just really busy that summer, and so I had my phone, I had access to it, but I just I wasn't using it very yeah.
1: much. Yeah. Okay. So how long have you been at Heartlight?
2: I've been at Heartlight um in f- about four months, in okay. like three days.
1: So in four months, you know, you haven't had a cell phone. Are you better off or worse off? And I'm not an anti-cell phone guy. No. I mean, <laughs> what would you? Are you better off or worse off?
2: You know, maybe the. Picture perfect answer would say I'm better off, but that's true. I am. You know, it was really tough for me to come to Heartlight. Uh, I felt really blindsided by it because I just, I never thought my parents would have, you know, the gut, I guess is how you could say, <laughs> to send me away. Yeah, 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 yeah. We would always argue and I'd always tell them, like, you love me too much to send me away, but I realized sending me away was out of love. Yeah. And I'm definitely better off because I've been able to work on myself without having the distractions of. Instagram, you know, Facebook and Twitter, text messaging, you know, social media and all that stuff. Kind of consuming,
1: isn't it? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And it also on a different level, it's helped me realize who my real friends are because since I'm level three, I'm able to write my friends, you know, and to have to decide and pick and choose who I'm writing and then who also writes me back makes me realize like who has actually been there for me because at home... You know, I was just friends with whoever wanted to be friends. You know, I was just looking for attention and affirmation. And so it's nice to not have my phone and be like, wow, this person's really behind me. And also to have that kind of relationship with my family. That's cool.
1: That's cool. Yeah, it's always interesting. I think what most people end up at Heartlight saying is that the relationships they form have given them a taste of something that they long for Mm -hmm. in their days ahead.
2: Yeah.
1: Hey, thanks for being a part of the program. Awesome. Thank you. This has been enlightening to folks. Thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thank you. It was nice to be here.
0: Have you heard? Mark Gregston has launched a new podcast, and it's called I Mustache Mark a Question. This new weekly Q and A show is exclusively available on Apple Podcasts with a subscription fee of $2.99 a month or $29.99 a year. Just search for Heartlight on Apple Podcasts, and you'll find both this free podcast, Parenting Today's Teens, as well as the new subscription-based Q and A one. It's more great parenting advice from Mark Gregston on I Must Mark a Question. Go check it out. Okay, now back to today's show.
1: Cooper, thanks for uh, being a part of the program today. You know, it's an interesting topic that we've got. Um, When your kid is smarter than you, (laughs) (laughs) are you a pretty smart guy?
3: I like to think so. How
1: do you know? How do you know that you're a smart guy?
3: I think the things we do throughout the day, um, we don't always notice it. But, um, you know, your parents would be like, how did you do that? I'd be like, oh, common sense, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You are a smart guy, you are a smart guy. And and I think that brings particular challenges for parents when when they really do have a child that's... that. Um, I mean, my parents never had a problem with that because I was always kind of the not so smart. I didn't even uh, make it to the top 85% of my high school class. I mean, I didn't care, I swam competitively. So I didn't care a whole lot about schooling and I wasn't that smart, I just did a lot of stuff but you really do have a high intelligence and you're pretty smart in those things. So what what kind of challenges did that bring for your mom and dad?
3: I think that for any parent, um, they would like to know more than their kid in a way where they could actually parent them and kind of like a power thing, you know? So you teach your kids, you know, you teach them how to do things right and wrong, you know? And for a parent, I think it can be difficult um, when your kid thinks or knows or is, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. smarter, there's kind of like a push back, you know? Yeah. Um, and then that can result in anything like a power issue with your dad, you know, you're trying to butt heads, you know, how that is. Um,
1: because dad's supposed to be the smart one in the family. Exactly. Or mom's supposed to be the one that knows every, you know, yes. that kind of
3: thing. Yeah, kind of like um, like your your dad, you know, he's the man of the house, right? Yeah, yeah. And then for a son, you're also a man or a developing man and um, each generation, I think, you get taught things in a different way. So, yeah, like, yeah. back in, like, you know, 1980s or whatever it is, you know, whenever your parents were born.
1: Back in those ancient back years. Back in those
3: yeah. 1900s. Um, <laughs> they were taught things in a different way than the 2000, you know, we yeah. were born Y2K, you know. Um, and so, because you learn things in a different way, you learn how to do things at different angles than your parents, you yeah, know? So you'll yeah. see it a different way than your parents will. Yeah, yeah, And um, that resulting in, you know, a whole, just a whole bunch of different stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so it does result in different stuff. You know, I, I mean, w- when I was raised, I was told even if I knew the right answer, keep your mouth shut.
3: Yeah.
1: Well, and always with a boss, if you could do it better, don't say anything. If you knew more than somebody else, don't bring it up. But I think the world's changed quite a bit because people are expressing themselves everywhere. So when you start to express yourself, and this is what I think, and this is what I know, do you think sometimes it's interpreted that you're just being a little smart aleck and trying to be one up on somebody else?
3: I think it can be like that, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we try to do things differently to solve solutions, yeah. you know, yeah. or find solutions to a problem. And so it's kind of like innovation, you know, at first it's, you know, don't talk to your boss and act like you're smarter because he's the boss and he's supposed to be smarter. Right. right. Um, But then, you know, something will happen. Like, you know, this isn't working very well. So let's let people express themselves, see how it goes. People express themselves, the new ideas. Hey, wow, why didn't I think of that? You know? And even though there can be conflict, you know, it's like, I'm the boss, but you know, this guy really knows what he's talking about, which if you start working together, you know, it can just, you know, it's better that way. Did, I mean,
1: did you and your dad come to a point where you kind of realized, you know, that you are smart and your dad kind of realized that, that just because you are smart and may know some of the answers that it's not a power play?
3: Yeah, it's not always a power play. I just think with a son and his dad, you know. Yeah, but I
1: mean, yeah. when your dad realizes, okay, it, it's like having a son who, who ought to be a lawyer because he argues well. And he can argue a lot better than somebody else. And and the dad finally gets to a point where they just realize, you know, he's a good arguer. These are talents that he has. These are gifts that he has. And so it's not about power anymore. It's just about recognizing that everybody's gifted differently. Yeah.
3: And be proud of your, you know, be proud of your kid. For, yeah, 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 yeah. So what do you think the hard part was for your dad? Um, I think even now he kind of struggles with... um. And I guess it's mutual, but in my life right now, I'm trying to, um, you know, I think I know what I'm supposed to do. I think I know what's best for me. Yeah. And then he thinks he knows what's best for me.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: And um, it comes with a lot of conflict just because, you know, who's right? What's the right thing to do? Right. You know, because right. I'm, you know, I'm almost 18, got to get on my own, you know, yeah, yeah. pay for my own bills and stuff like that. Um, but that's been my issue with my dad right now. Um, so I can. He can get pretty frustrated too.
1: Yeah. So. Okay. Can and here's one of the things. Can you still love each other in the process?
3: You can. Yeah. You can. Cause it's it's two sided. You know. It's like yes, we're arguing. Yes. You know. Maybe I think I'm smarter than him. You maybe he thinks that he's smarter than me. But aside from that, deep inside, you know, we love each other. Yeah. And that's like it's on the surface. You know, you and uh, your parents may argue on the surface, but you know, my mom could yell at me, ground me, whatever it is. Yeah. But I know she loves me inside, you know, because at our core, you know, we're connected, you yeah. know, and all you yeah. got is family.
1: Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this. How could your dad approach you differently? How could your mom approach you differently? Knowing that you know what you know about stuff. You know, I mean, you told me one time, you have 57 links that are broken on your website. And I don't even know what a link is, but I go, okay, you, you, you got me. How would they handle you differently? What could they do different? that would appeal to you, you know, and, and then the second question of this is what can you do differently to have a better relationship with your family?
3: I think that they could come to a point, like um like step down for a second and realize that, you know, just because I'm his son and I'm my mom's yeah. son, yeah. that doesn't mean that the things that I think of are belittle to them, you know what I mean? Right. Um, Because I may have something good to say, you know, but if you're too caught up in, you know, I'm the dad, you know, you may not listen. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like prideful. Um, So I think they could come at a different angle of like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Okay, so what about this? You know, kind of like negotiating, trying to come into a middle point. That's
1: not from the power side.
3: Yeah, not from the power side, almost like agreeing to disagree in some ways, but at the same time, trying to come to a middle point, you know, where you guys meet and it's like, okay, we can do that. Cool. Um, And then for me, same thing, you know, I may think I'm smarter, which even if it's true, I need to Mm. take into consideration that they are my parents and they do have more life experience and all that stuff. Um, And so it's kind of, it goes both vice versa, you know, um, I think it's all about accepting that everyone's different and everyone has a different point of view. And in order to be successful, I think you need to take every point of view into perspective.
1: You know, scripture talks a lot about that, that a fool is wiser in his own eyes than the discreet answer of seven wise men. Sometimes it's a challenge to figure out who the wise people are around you. You know what? I mean, are you really wiser than me? you know or are you the wise one you know that kind of thing and so i think and you know, i think as you get older I, I think what you find is that life experience accentuates what you know and what you know changes what you experience in life and and that is the beginning of wisdom because there's a difference between intelligence and wisdom and uh, but merging those two things together i i just i think those are wise wise
3: people yeah. i, I think them. parents have more Wisdom, in a way, you know, just because life experience are older, and so they could have more wisdom, and the kid could have more intelligence. That doesn't mean the parent is under them. That doesn't mean the kid is over them. It just means that we just have different, you know, just different mindsets. Yeah, Yeah. all that perspective.
1: That's cool. cool. Well, look, man. Thank you for being a part of the program. I, I, it's, I think parents are sitting there going, oh, I've got a kid that's just like <laughs> that, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah. I go, it's some good perspectives that it's just, it's just from two different perspectives yeah. that you've got to take all of it. Yeah. Thanks, man.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me. You bet.
0: Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit ParentingTodaysteens.org, HeartlightMinistries.org, or MarkGrigston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.